0: Hi, and welcome to The Sustainable Century, where we explore with experts, with leaders, activists, communities of interest, mothers, fathers, and kids, how to buy, how to work, and how to invest for happier lives and a healthier planet. I'm your host, Mark D'Souza Shields. Hi, uh, today we're talking with uh, Marissa Rosen, She's the owner of Climate Social LLC. Uh, She's based in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, She is the former director of social media at Triple Pundit, where I first met her. And um, uh, I also found out she was a kick-ass lacrosse player at the University of Missouri, Columbia. And the reason why I bring that up is because I was a lacrosse player in British Columbia as well. So we have more in common. Oh, wow. We have more in common than just wanting to save the world. So welcome, Marissa.
1: There you go. Hey, thanks, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, uh, it's wonderful to talk with you again. Listen, I wanted to start out with a, a, a simple and complex question at the same time. Why are you the way you are? I mean you're a millennial. Uh, you're well-educated. You could do anything you want in the world, I'm sure, but you're a sustainability believer. What, what got you to this point in life? Mm, wow.
1: We could take it all the way back to grade school where I was a Girl Scout and was always taught to respect nature and leave campsites cleaner than you found them. Um, I carried that through lots of outdoor adventuring all through my teens and 20s, and, um, you know, you mentioned my university uh, background. I went to the University of Missouri, otherwise known as Mizzou, um, for a degree in communications, but always had that, you know, real desire to explore um, the environmental sciences, which I ended up doing for a master's program later. Um, And with these two real passions of mine, communicating plus um, protecting nature, I decided to forge ahead into this unknown territory of social media for sustainable business. And that seems like a very vague notion to those who aren't quite familiar with the space, but um, that's essentially how I wound up here was, um, following the trends, what's happening in communications, and obviously everything is going digital. Um, it's no more about the, well, it is, you know, magazines, newspapers still exist, but so many ways that people are getting their information these days is directly um, from tweets, from Facebook, and from blogs online. Sure, so sure. Um, I found myself in this space and um, have been doing this sort of work for about the past five or six years.
0: Well, fantastic. I, you know, just another quick follow up to that, and, and we'll get to we'll get to this intersection of sustainability and social media in a minute, because uh, that, that that's a juicy topic we want to explore. But I wanted to ask you, you know, what, what do people from your university past think and say about you? Because you're not following the conventional path.
1: That's right. I don't work in an office nine to five, um, and I haven't necessarily started out on this path right after undergrad. It took me several years to wind up where I'm at now. Um, I don't know what they say about me, but (laughs) um, (laughs) while while my path was unconventional, I also think it's in a way – the new conventional, I think millennials, um, particularly those that are a few years younger than me are kind of doing this path now, maybe not starting out in um, their career straight out of undergrad, but traveling for a few years, uh, exploring a- couple different career paths and then finally winding up on a trajectory where they're going to move forward. Um, I know a couple other people that have done that, and I could say that it's not probably as uncommon as that was 30 years ago, right, uh, right. whereas my parents' generation, you know, some of them and their friends uh, started working in their young 20s at one organization and might have stayed there for 40 years, oh. and us millennials just don't seem to do that
0: no. anymore. <laughs> well, let's get, let's get back to the stuff... That you do. Um, you recently uh, started Climate Social LLC, and I know from your past, you're you're a, you're, you're one of these social media type star people. Uh, tell me a little bit about this what you, what you call the intersection of sustainability and social media.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh well, That's what I do, and that's uh, why I founded Climate Social LLC after working with several organizations um, as a contractor doing this sort of work using the tools of Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram uh, to build community, to network uh, both personally and for my clients um, to spread the messages of their campaigns and their work they're doing. Uh, I found I just really love working in this space and it's um, unique. There are a lot of Agencies out there that are doing advertising or social media in one aspect or another. And there are a lot of um, researchers, think tanks, companies, NGOs, nonprofits, you name it, um, that are focused on environmental or social or economic sustainability. Uh, but there aren't too many people I found who really do what I do and speak the language And know how to use the tools uh, that are where, you know, the modern tech is at right now. How people are getting their information and sharing their information is on these social platforms. Um, And it's a great way to raise awareness of an organization or for An individual to highlight themselves and their achievements. Um, I find it particularly interesting that many uh, more progressive companies these days have a really outspoken CEO or a figurehead who seems to be like the you know, the cheerleader for their company. And that might be, you know, for instance, Paul Pullman. Everybody knows him from Unilever. Um, He's well-known and liked in the public space when he goes speaking at conferences around the world. But he's also uh, well-respected on Twitter and has a real voice and a real following. And every time I find a Unilever product in a store, I think of him. And (laughs) I think of his sustainability messaging.
0: Uh, That's fantastic. Um, Yeah, it's true. Um, I I wanted to ask you, um, and this is something that, you know... i find quite a challenge in in my work is it's okay and it's easy to talk to the converted or talk to your colleagues or talk to people who already believe in all things sustainable Uh, with all the noise that's out there on in the digital world how do you get the sustainability voice out what are some of the some of the ways, as you mentioned, you you can build community and including people that aren't necessarily converts. Sure. Uh, That's a really great question. And
1: especially in this sort of political climate where we're in, it seems like everything is either black or white, you know, left or right. And all your beliefs must fall into one category. Um, That's just the, the tone of the environment we're in right now. But when it comes to social media, I think, um, speaking to real people, uh, it's you can always find a way, whether it's on social or in real life, uh, to connect to somebody, uh, whether it's about the weather outside or the slogan on the shirt they're wearing or you know whatever it is, there's always a way to find and bridge the gap and start a conversation with folks. So you can translate that over to social media too. And what I always say is you got to remember that social media is not a one-way street it's not just a place for people to shout their message into the wide open space it's a place to cultivate relationships uh i mean come on mark that's how we met right we met on twitter um through through our um sharing of the same sort of articles and talking in the same space um and yes it's possible to to make friends in the 280 character platform of twitter but it's finding those folks who are talking about the topics that might lead into uh, the news or the product that I want to promote, um, finding hashtags, following them, seeing what people are otherwise sharing and promoting and then linking in with them and whether that's a a like so that they'll look at my profile or if it's giving them a comment or giving them a retweet um, they will then see that that came from me or from my client work that I'm doing and um, then look at us and wonder what we're talking about. Hopefully then maybe giving a look to our website or reading an article that I will um, share with them, you know, whatever that way is, I find that um, while it's a little bit different than reaching out and shaking somebody's hand at a networking event, it's sort of the same thing. It's kind of the way that we network on social media now. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And I guess there's a big difference. Uh, I know I look at my teenage kids and uh, they're so much more social, I guess, on the uh, on 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 uh, the internet than I would ever be. I'm more of a you know uh, long-winded recluse, but um, shaking hands hey, seems hey. to work for me. I wanted to ask you one <laughs> one or two last questions, and and I, I know we discussed a little bit um, over the, over the years, um, and even as a possible theme for this uh, uh, for this chat of ours. Um, you know sort of world issues Um, what do you make uh, what do you make of all the fear that is out there that seems to be driving you know not just one side of the agenda and you said it's black and white and I can't can't disagree enough I mean I can't agree enough rather Uh, you know what do you make of all this fear how do we overcome that fear bridge the divides that seem to be you know, ossifying into tribes that won't even talk to each other on the Internet.
1: hmm Yeah, um, that's difficult, especially when you sometimes don't know who it is behind that handle or if they're a troll or what their real message is they're trying to get across. <laughs> um, there's just so much chatter out there. Um you know following people that have a check mark, you know they're legit, but others um who are real people that have plenty to say, i think it's it's important to first do your homework and see that um that's a legit person that has something valuable to say, but respect others just as you would in a coffee shop sitting down with a friend who might support a different political candidate than you do. Uh, you're still going to give them a listen and you're going to shake your head and you're going to say, okay, <laughs> I heard you, but this is where I'm coming from. Mm, okay. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, again, I think there's a lesson that you can sort of translate over to social on that. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the political climate, uh, but talking about the sort of environmental and sustainability side of things, um, what comes to mind a lot for me in this realm of fear is um, are we doomed? is the world coming to an end Uh, is there too much carbon out there are we going to get rid of this carbon or are we going to learn how to deal with these disasters uh there's so many unknowns and now in the year of 2018 it's just uh more and more imperative that we start to understand how to handle the issues and talk about them um so there's yeah
0: go ahead no you know uh marissa one of the things uh that strikes me um and and maybe this is a thought for another conversation at some point is that if you write down on a piece of paper uh all the things that uh, we seem to share in terms of what we want safe communities uh dignified work with fair pay opportunities for girls and boys that are equal pristine environments uh You know, access to uh, uh, natural assets that are not going to we're not going to exhaust all those things we want. That's universal. Why can't we speak that language? Right.
1: Um, Absolutely. I do fear that there is um, a way that social media can skew the reality because I think you're right. I think we generally all say 90-something percent of us in North America desire all those things, think that everybody deserves to be equal in pay and respect, no matter what your skin color is or your orientation is or your religion is. Uh, Most of us want that. And sometimes tuning into social media can... instill some unnecessary fears. I think if you really dig your heels in, though, and look around you on a daily basis and see who you're working with, um, reach out to your neighbors, you know, get involved in your schools and your communities, you'll see that most people really are similar to you and I. And we all want what's best for our families and for our friends and for ourselves. So uh, there's a lot of fear that can go through social media. But I think that um, you know, on the flip side, it's a great way to get out the real facts and information. And it's a great way for people to stay up on the news and and really to be aware of what's going on in society and the environment as well. Because, you know, I can tell you, I turn on my local ABC, CBS, NBC. Unfortunately, they're not talking about climate change, but I can look at you know, the things that I follow, um, maybe the New York Times or other um, climate science type of um, news articles where, that I'll find on the internet, and they'll tell me really what's going on. And because of the power of social media, people like myself can share those with our groups of friends on Facebook, or our professional networks on LinkedIn. And those folks, uh, there are people that I know, but they may or may not be aware of climate issues or have an inkling to, to care about sustainability. But I believe that by putting this gentle messaging out there uh, myself as an advocate for such things uh, that, you know, bit by bit I can start to at least raise awareness and hopefully um, garner some attention and support from people who aren't getting it through mainstream media. Right.
0: right. Well, listen, it, this has been wonderful. And one of the things that you that, you, that your uh, your words are reminding me of is the whole nature, uh, the changing nature of how we're doing business moving towards a more collaborative society. It makes me think the boys should sit down a bit more and pay attention to the way uh, women um, do business. Uh, and I think it's a lot better in terms of collaboration. But we'll leave that uh, conversation for another time, I hope. Uh, Marissa, it's yeah. been... It's been wonderful. You've inspired me to think of uh, five or six different things that I think are important. Um, I, I really uh, I thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Thank you. Take care.
0: I'm Mark D'Souza Shields, host of The Sustainable Century. Thanks for listening. I hope you liked it. If you did, I encourage you to check out The Sustainable Century blog at thesustainablecentury.net. Remember, to click like in all the right places better yet pass the blog or pass the pod along and remember it's up to you it's up to us to make this a happier and healthier world